With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Hobby Hotline, episode number 118. Have Jeff and Adam with me this morning. I'm your pal Val. Uh, good morning, guys. Morning. Morning. Uh, I don't know how you guys are doing with all the snow, but uh, snow getting there in, of the East Coast. Yep, it has started here. It is just, you can't really see out the window. Uh, but it's, you know, I went to the store and got all the, the milk and bread that I could fit into my cart last night. So I should be good for at least a day or two. So I'm in the Midwest, in Minnesota. I'm not too worried about the snow right now. We're just getting through the uh, temps, the negative. I think it was about negative 22, 25 in the evening last night or two. So it's supposed to warm up, though. It's supposed to be almost 25 degrees now today. So oh, that's wow. our that's our Minnesota weather for you. About a 50-degree 50, 50 swing within a day. It's pretty ridiculous. But we're here. We're ready to rock. <laughs> Yeah, everybody in Minnesota must laugh at everybody else. When I saw the temperatures, any place you have to plug your car in to keep it warm, I'm in, I'm impressed. It's crazy because we hate it here and we always complain, but we stick around. I've been here my whole life, right? I could go to Florida, Cali, somewhere where it's warm somewhat all season, but I I tend to stick around as most Minnesotans do. We just you got to hear us complain about it all the time. That's all. <laughs> You know, you say that we, so we, I'm in the Carolinas. So we have a lot of people moving down from up North, but not I know everybody I talked to is never from Minnesota. It's always, you know, New York or Ohio or, you know, uh, whatever, I guess they can jump on 77 and come down, but you would right. think I'd hear a ton of people from Minnesota, but <laughs> nope, I guess you guys love it up there. Yep. Yeah, we do. Between that us in uh, Wisconsin, Green Bay, watching football outside in uh, January is pretty nuts. So <laughs> yeah, they'll be watching football too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not yep. playing in it but yep uh good morning everybody uh baseball car trooper and logan i got some other, other folks watching nobody else in the chat join the chat um let's see i put in the comments the link if you want to come on the show or if you have a comment or question you can put it in the chat um Lots to talk about. We got a little bit. We talked kind of like we got some football coming up, getting down to the championship games. Uh, I always like, I guess it was the last two weeks where you have two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, right? So now it's like, well, everything's on Sunday and you get down to the to the big game. So, yeah, and this year it's been revealed. Apparently nobody knew up until like two weeks ago that the Super Bowl is the same weekend as Valentine's Day weekend. So that's going to be very interesting for people who may not have realized that I've made a reservation for the, the Sunday night. And I was like, Oh wait, that's the That's the day of the Super Bowl." <laughs> so like, usually I do like a whole like smorgasbord of different uh, types of foods. And I'm actually, I think I'm going to be doing that this weekend uh, because I, uh, you know, if you're married, that's just kind of, you, you have to. And I, I don't know who was in charge. I don't know if this was Roger Goodell or whoever, but just move the season back a week. Like just figure out a way, like, there was apparently no foresight when it came to uh, what day the Super Bowl was going to be on this year compared to compared to other years. Yeah, well, they added cut and paste, so and, and somebody didn't actually it, look at it. 
You guys got to remember, though, they added a week to the season this year. Right, and I th- they probably should have just either just get rid of one of the preseason games and then just start the season, right. which I guess it's, it, you know, they're, they probably don't want to do that because they're competing with the NCAA because the NCAA has that week before the NFL starts. But, like, you know, I don't know. Figure, figure something out so that way. Adam, can- here's another option, man. Just do it like a do it like a couples deal, and that mm. way you can kind of get your way out of it, and you can enjoy the game with your boys, and they can kind of entertain. The women can entertain themselves, and then you guys, you know, I could yeah. I could I could ask Buffalo Wild Wings if maybe I could like there come in early and set up like a nice nice little setup with like a like a table with like a nice like a tablecloth and get some nice silverware in there, and then yeah. just order like a ton of wings and be like, you know, this in is- the shape of a heart. <laughs> right, right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Actually, we're talking about uh, thing, Buffalo wings. They were talking about how there's a shortage now. They're like going to thighs and some other stuff. And uh, not only just the price, but also um, supply chain. So it's a crazy time right now. Yeah. And good morning, nice. Rex, and everybody at the uh, shop. Oh, Logan's happy for a Brady list Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. Everybody, everybody with the Brady rookies, I don't know if they're happy about that or not. But, well, Let's talk about it. We can talk about that for a second, right? Do we really – I mean, hasn't Brady already done enough to solidify where he kind of stands in the hobby, or hasn't he? I think they should dedicate a wing to him because basically – I don't know. Is there anybody? I'm not a massive football fan, but I do know that – I think the number two behind Brady is there's a big gap. Right. So would a ch- another championship really – made any real difference or real big change in kind of where he stands within the hobby and his value. Yeah. I mean, I think with his cards too, I just wonder, and I actually, I wondered this with like a lot of cards, like what is the eventual like top of the card? Yeah. Like what the is ceiling. the, eventual, the like, ceiling? Where is like, where does the price get to where it's like, does it all, does it just always go up? Like, is it some sort of like vintage where it just, you know, eventually it'll may, it may not be 50% in a year. Maybe it's one to 2% in a year, but like, when does that kind of start dwindling down? I guess is you know, and as right. I, 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 people hate me for it, but as a, so I'm from Boston. So like, you yeah. know, thinking about Brady retiring, like I always thought that he would probably, I thought this was, I thought he'd play at least two more seasons. Like I thought he'd play this year. And if he won this year, then he'd retire. And if he lost, he'd play one more season, but it looks like, you know, it looks like he, there's some rumors that apparently he may, there's maybe some sort of retirement announcement coming soon. And I mean, I think that with his card specifically, I definitely wonder like where the top of what's the top price it can get to. Like, especially with, you know, there's a hundred of those, those contenders championship autos. So like it, it, like if it's, if those are selling for, I think one just sold through PWCC for like 1.2 or 1.5, I forget the exact price, but like, right. does that get to two? Does that get to like 3 million? Like, See, I, I just don't know where that card or that price of that card ends up stopping, stopping the growth of it. And in my opinion, the way I see it is like where he's already solidified himself as the goat quarterback in the NFL whether you want to believe it or not. I mean, just look at look at what he's done. Look at the championships, everything across the board. I think the next stand or the gap, in my opinion, where he really sees value increase is that Hall of Fame, that Hall of Fame induction. I don't think that him winning another Super Bowl where he already has seven Super Bowls, I don't think that seven and eight really changes anything, right? 
I think it changes. I think it would there'd be more impact if he was sitting with say one and and it's two or three, you know, but we're already up to seven championships. Yeah, it's so is it's there another so, quarterback so that's crazy. gonna come around and ever do that? I mean, so yeah, there's gotta be some kind of space. I kind of say the same thing with like a LeBron James, right? I tell I tell people all the time, you know, when people are talking about buying prospects or younger rookies versus the older, depending on how they're gonna collect. Like LeBron could get hurt, be out the rest of the season. He could decide he's going to retire and it's not really going to impact or change much of his value. It's just going to change again when he gets to the hall of fame. I don't, I don't think there's really much drop off. There might be just a little bit, but it's not going to be like, he's just going to all of a sudden be no value. And he's all of his value is going to go to loss. I, I just don't see it. So I know you guys have been in this hobby a while, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, you have when they retire from the sport, they're going to see a bump. When they go to the Hall of Fame, there's a bump. When they pass away, unfortunately, there's a bump. And then if there's any other kind of media thing, like, say, with Jordan, they had the last dance, that kind of thing, that, like, refocuses folks or, you know, a 30 for 30 or something like that on Bo Jackson or, or whatever. It's like uh, a new generation maybe get gets exposed or learns about um, some of the history and uh, the allure to them. So I, I think you're right, Jeff, that, you know, another one's not going to do it, but I did see a meme, whatever. It's like, all right, uh, if he can take the jets to the Super Bowl, then <laughs> there you go. then he would be like, you know, <laughs> but see, that's, that's going to be a so. lot different than him winning a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers where he had, he had Mike Evans Chris Godwin half the season, Antonio Wrong. Brown half the season, Rob Gronkowski in a great, great defense. He goes to the Jets that has nothing, and he right. takes him to the Super Bowl. Everybody's going to know that he did something absolutely mind-blowing, you know, once again. So, yeah, that can make that impact. So, like we talked before the show, too, while we're on the football, let's just talk quick about, like, where Stafford stands if he does get to the Super Bowl, if he can win a championship. Does does he finally get that that uh, respect that you know the demand or the the popularity the value in within the hobby or does he kind of stay stagnant as not really much? What's your takes? You know, I think the interesting thing about the hobby is that like when someone and I don't know if this is the right term, but when someone just has like that stink, like when they and then. And then it doesn't matter what they do. Like they just can't get it off. It's like Buster Posey, yeah. for example, and that it may be a catcher's thing, but like Buster Posey is one of the best catchers, maybe in MLB history, but like his cards don't really compare to like a Mike Trout and, and Buster Posey has multiple MVPs, has multiple championships, like is considered probably the best catcher of this generation. I don't know of all time, but like, I feel like when a player sort of gets that, like the, the hobby doesn't exactly like him or for mm-hmm. whatever reason, like it's very hard for that to happen. And I mean, mm-hmm. for Stafford, obviously playing in Detroit, like there, any upside, no he ha- any upside he had in Detroit was based off of him being mm-hmm. good. Like that's, so that's sort of like the interesting thing. It's like right. anytime the, anytime Detroit was good, it was because of Matt Stafford. And then he goes to uh, LA and he's on the cusp of going to the Super Bowl, which is going to be right. interesting because you know, I don't think I think up until last year, the NFL had never had a home team play in the Super Bowl. And now it's a it could potentially yeah, happen two years back. in a row, which is yep. pretty wild. And yep. I mean, also just one other point about Brady too, just really quickly is like 
he has like the last dance documentary. Brady already has two of those documentaries made. Like he had one right. Tom versus time and now he's got the right. ESPN one. So like for him, that kind of takes away two opportunities. I think for his prices to kind of go up in the right. future. Um, right. but, Good but point. and so I think, I just think yep. those documentaries are important. And I think people are recognizing it. Cause I always thought like documentaries were like, the documentaries are how the next generation is going to learn about the previous generation, like yeah. the U, like the U documentary or like the Deion Sanders 30 for 30 or any of these 30 for 30s. Like that's how that's how the, the younger generations are going to learn. So, you know, I think that could and it could be an interesting I don't know for Stafford, like if he wins this championship, like does that get him in some sort of conversation where it's like, does he like you were saying, does he get into the Aaron Rodgers conversation of like a quarterback right. that's that good in the league should he be like a top five quarterback i guess or top 10 some, yeah or, or top, top 10, 10 at least maybe. i mean yeah yeah and it's like i said it's it's just interesting like when a player doesn't have it in the hobby like it's hard for him to gain popularity in a way yeah. i suppose yeah and adam one name i want to before we move on one name i want to throw on and and put next to buster posey when we're talking catchers that doesn't get enough credit in the hobby as well and doesn't show that like posey would be a joe mauer right exactly it, oh. like legend and it could be i think it's a catcher thing because yadier molina yeah. is sort of in that same exactly. conversation where like exactly. catchers just for they some show. reason like they don't get the love maybe they deserve uh in in sports cards and it, it may just and i don't even know why because like you look at quarterbacks they're the ones touching the ball every single play and baseball same with the catchers so it's like and pitcher right and, and pitchers, pitchers don't right. get enough love yeah it's yeah. it's, it's sort of like there has to, there would have to be like sort of a big shift in my opinion for stuff. It's like, or position players in the NFL. Like it would have to be, there'd have to be a big shift that goes on in cards for certain players to go up in, in value or popularity or whatever. However, people gauge uh, someone's popularity within the sports cards. So quick, quick question guys. Um, So I'm not familiar like with the hall of fame, criteria right so like in nascar if i think if you win a championship in a cup series you know you're pretty much guaranteed to go into the hall of fame so if stafford wins if they win the go on to win go to the super bowl win the super bowl does that make him now hall of fame is that or is that way too early he needs more than that i mean how many he's got what how many seasons on him i mean he's put up numbers wise if you look at the numbers and where he's at in yardage what he's done you know with really a no no good team behind him you know he had calvin johnson for a while but he had no defense they've never really had uh besides well was sanders was there what like at the beginning of his stretch or was he even there then but he wasn't there i don't think he was there then no no that was late yeah 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 so he didn't even have Sanders. so they've had no run game like they you know they got swift now they're they're detroit's finally figuring it out, but they really had nothing. It's all been him. So all, like you said, like Adam said, anything good that Detroit did was all based upon pretty much Stafford when he was there. I, I would say he has to be in consideration if he can get this championship. I mean, he's 12th all time in total passing touchdowns. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, he gets that championship. He should be in, in talks. I okay. think just based, I think he, which also the all time, passing touchdowns is basically everyone in the modern era. Like it goes like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, like Rogers is five. Philip Rivers is up there too. I mean, I think the interesting thing about with quarterbacks too, it's like the quarterback is the most important position. And even if you are 
semi okay, you can keep your job in most teams, like because right. most teams don't want to. Because if you're switching quarterbacks, you're essentially restarting your 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 team. Like yeah. you know, Eli Manning is another example. Like he, which he won two Super Bowls, and I think he's probably a Hall of Famer. And Ben Roethlisberger, he's probably a Hall of Famer. But like, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? Like you know, he was. He, he was sort of in the same sort of scenario or conversation with Matthew Stafford where he would just put up these ridiculous numbers, but then his team would just either not make the playoffs or, you know, cause this is Stafford's, I think first year winning in the playoffs. Right. So right. like, I think if, if he can win this year and then go on and have a career where he does the same stuff that he's done for the rest of his career, I'd say he's probably a hall of famer just because like he put up like almost every season you look at his numbers, he's like one, he's between one and three in total yards. And it's like, how does that even happen in Detroit? Like, I don't right. know if, I don't know if the one season where they went like, Oh, and 17, if he was the quarterback or if he was hurt that season, but like, Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He, almost every single season, he's in the top league in touchdowns and uh, passing, passing yards. So I think it's just. It's definitely no defense. interesting. So yeah. it's no defense. He's putting up numbers. Their defense can't stop. So if 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 the if the other team's as good or better, they go down and score. He comes back and score. You know what I mean? It's like he's trying to keep up, but the defense can't ever get those stops. You know, it's like they always say that defense has to win championships. And I think Val, we even touched on this. I think Adam before yes. he joined. There's only a few teams in the in the past so many years that have won Super Bowls that haven't had a great or stellar defense, you know, and some have had some all right quarterbacks, but a great defense, you know, Patrick Mahomes was one of those that when they did win that championship, their defense wasn't that great. I mean, if you look at the overall numbers, if you look at the rankings, so usually that team, obviously they always say that defense wins championships. Right. And, you know, I see a record of, you know, Stafford's record, 86, 95, and 1. Yeah. Look at where I mean, he's been. That's even like kind of impressive. Yeah. Look at what he's put up. Yeah, so I guess that's what I, I'm, I'm saying. So the Hall of Fame, you don't need, so you need all the wins. He's got the yardage, the touchdowns, and stuff like but that. To need, Jeff's point, he, like you know, he doesn't have the defense. He would have had the wins if he had a better defense. Um, it was almost like the game last week. You know, it was like whoever had the ball last, um, <laughs> there was no defense uh, within the last two minutes, and it was just going crazy. Did you guys see the stats on the overtime coin flip? I'm going to bring no. this up. Uh, Ian, Report, Ian Report tweeted it. So in overtime, in the last 11 ga- playoff games played in overtime, the team that won the coin toss has won 90.9% of the time. Only wow. one team won that didn't win the coin toss in overtime in a playoff game in the last 11. Well, and I guess it goes right back to what you're saying, you know, with no, the defense and everything, everything, this high score and stuff in the modern age, right, with um, Brady and Breeze and all this other one. Adam, you were saying all the top guys, you know, um, whoever has the ball first is going to win that game. 
So Let them play and, a time allotted overtime. Well, that's what I'm saying. Minutes, you think that's going to make a change, right? I think there's going to be a change to that next year, especially I mean, at 90.9% percent winning percentage. I mean, I don't know how long they'll run with this, but if this continues to stay that way, I mean, let these guys play. Let Mahomes and Allen go go at it in more minutes. Right. Like Allen just just has he has the he had the greatest playoff run for a quarterback <laughs> percentage wise number wise this season, and yet he gets stiffed on a coin toss. And yeah, some would I, say, "Well, hold up, the defense has got to play. Hold up, hold them, hold them." Well, it's a it's a there it's the flip of a coin toss when you're talking these two teams that are high profile offenses. Right. I, I think also like the NFL isn't opposed to changing rules either. Like the, that percentage probably is very close to what the field, the extra point percentage was like, and then they moved it back. And obviously that changes the game. I think the two solutions that I heard this, this last week that I thought probably they make sense and that there's probably a way they could do it is either the first one that I heard that was okay. It was like, um, just continue the game where it was. So, like, if the team that's going down to score kicks a field goal as time is time is going out, then the other team that didn't that was on defense then gets the ball to start overtime. And then the right. other one was if the team scores a touchdown and they kick a field goal, then the other team gets the ball. But if the team scores a touchdown and they go for two, then the game is over. And I was like, that seems like a you know you're even though you're giving up a touchdown, you're giving them a second chance to then get the ball back. And yep. then you're giving them the ch- the opportunity to win the game as well. So it's like, right. you know, I think that makes sense. And I think it's, there's going to be, I think a lot of off season conversation uh, about, and, and you know, it's also interesting because it's like chiefs fans were complaining about that's what happened with the Patriots when they, when we played in the AFC championship game a couple of years ago, but now they love the rule because, and it's, it's, it's just a very, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's recency bias for the team that yeah, is winning that winning that scenario. Yes, apparently. Exactly. So like, you know, I, I think the NFL is definitely not opposed to changing the rules. So I think it's going to be uh, something that, you know, you know, it's like in the Super Bowl too, it's like, which like you, you think in the Super Bowl when the Patriots beat uh, Atlanta, like, Atlanta didn't have a chance to get the ball back, but it's like in that scenario, it's like, but Atlanta had so many chances to win the game, not in overtime. So like, why should we allow the team to then get another chance, you know? But it's like when you, but then when you have like Mahomes and Josh Allen, Allen. it's like people don't want the game to end. Like they want each team to just keep going back and forth, trying to score. And it's like one of the best NFL games as of recent, as the last like five years was Rams versus Chiefs a couple of years ago on Monday Night Football when it was like fifty to forty nine or whatever the score yeah. was. So like, yeah. I think that could be definitely a fun game to watch. But I don't, I don't think it's gonna that scenario plays out again. Like in, in terms of that's how many points are scored. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that's you know it would be cool to see a rematch of one of the best games kind of of the past. So, uh, so the seventies card show says he has less yards than Eli Rivers and Matt Ryan. Yes. Yeah, so what when what we're saying here is. Rivers and Matt Ryan don't have that championship. So if he can get that championship, he's right up there with them, but he has that championship. So, I mean, the talks of Rivers, Matt Ryan, I mean, I don't know. Could they possibly, I mean, if they can do something before they retire, it's hard to say, but what I'm, what I'm saying is they get, he gets that opportunity. He's in the talks. If he gets that championship and where he stands with his numbers. We'll say uh, good morning, everybody that's in the chat. Uh, got some conversations going. The 70s card show, Josh Williams, Kevin Jones, and 
Let's see who else? Uh, I saw Uncle Rich in there. Good morning, everybody. Jeff McMahon. Uh, also, the other game. Um, so oh, was, there's another game. No, <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> there's you a dude it's... that's that's got some swag by the name of Joe Burrow playing. What? Wait, what? So you know, uh, so the 49ers and Rams. You have the 49ers defense, right? If I'm thinking this right, and then you have the Rams offense, high octane offense, right? And then the Bengals and Chiefs. That's just full on continuation of of like last week, right? Hopefully. Well, that's what so, we're expecting. So it's a, it's an interesting take too. I haven't looked at the lines as of like today, but a couple days ago, this Bengals Chiefs game was fifty four and a half, and the Rams San Fran game was a forty six point total. KC outdoors going to be probably cold. I haven't checked what the weather is going to be uh, tomorrow. Uh, the Rams Niners game indoors in LA. I mean, I get it. I. I just I think it's I think I'm going over on the Rams uh, Niners game, but uh, uh, it could it could show out differently. But, yeah, this Bengals game Chiefs game is going to be should be a shootout should be. So I was going to say the Patrick Mahomes cards is another example of kind of the thing I was saying about Tom Brady. It's like, where is the top of the Patrick Mahomes prism silver? I guess prism technically silver because that's how the product was made in 2017 yeah. but like like nine and i guess it's 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 definitely going to have the population control because of the way that that product was produced it's not going to be as high as like you know a uh a josh allen or you know anybody from 2018 or past that but like i just wonder where the top is for that card and it's definitely something that i think about fairly often like because you know, when we give advice about cards and what's a good card to buy, it's like, is the Patrick Mahomes card, like, is that a type, is that the type of card that's like a store of value in a way? And I don't really like necessarily using financial terms when we're talking about sports cards, because it can get kind of dicey yeah. with like what you're talking about. But like, is right. that the type of card where even if it doesn't go up significantly, it's, this is kind of the floor price of where this card ends up being or in the off season does it go down. And then is it going to see the fluctuation that we see with other players? And I mean, Mahomes is, he's only in his fourth or fifth year. So it's like, right. where does, does he go on to be, um, you know, does he go on to be like, and I, I don't, I don't like comparing him to Andrew Luck, but like, does he, like he, does he go on to be like an Andrew Luck where he, doesn't or Andrew Luck retired, but like, does he go on to not be good in the second half of his, of his career? Which I don't think is what's going to happen. I think he's probably right. going to be great, but like, how right. he, he's another guy. It's like, how many Super Bowls can he win in his career? Um, and I think the, and, for the Chiefs specifically, is like they had a they had a great situation with their cap. Like all of their best players when they won the Super Bowl were still on their rookie contracts. Like all their good defensive linemen, all their good offensive linemen, Travis Kelsey. Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, they're all still on these rookie contracts. So like they can bring in superstars um, right. at, you know, at higher prices, but now they probably can't do that as much because Mahomes took that trillion dollar contract or whatever the contract right. took. So, right. you know, with, with those cards, like where does that end up going? And then for, I guess, Burrow, like does, does his silver become what Patrick Mahomes' base card is? And then maybe the, um, the the regular prism isn't as isn't as high, so it's it's just a kind of a it's a 
pull and push and pull of like where where these cards can go and where we want them to go in a way. Right, right. Yeah. Val? I would say with Mahomes. Um, so Mahomes, if I remember right, it has one championship, one hit, one one Super Bowl. Yes, yes. Okay. And then he went to he lost to Tampa last year. Right. So. Okay. So he's, you know, if they can win, uh, I think, you know, what Adam was saying and Jeff that okay, uh, if he goes on, they win, he gets two. He's probably you know looking at the Hall of Fame and and, and I don't know. It has some increase, whatever, but let's go on the other side. What if the Bengals can pull this off, right? And then Burroughs now, is he the new, you know, airport, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, gunslinger? Um, and and I think Adam, I, you know, I don't know what's the right thing. I heard it called luck, or you call it stink, or whatever else is that. Okay, uh, then he turns the Bengals around, right? So the Bengals have had, you know, say some whatever, uh, Bad luck, whatever it is, they haven't been able to make the playoffs. But if he can take them to the promised land, then you know that's incredible for the hobby, and I think for his cards to just be, you know, I don't know where the top would go, right? Because everybody would be just, everybody has to have them. So right, I think it'd be the same as Mahomes. Like what happened to Mahomes, right? Yeah. Like when Mahomes did what he did, it would be that same kind of scenario, you know. And it's kind of interesting because even with people that are watching, we see a lot of Josh Allen talking here, even though they're not moving on and, and going, but that just goes to show you that people talk a lot of underrated, like even though we're talking this Bengals chiefs game right now, like Josh Allen is probably a guy that probably is still possibly undervalued. And he's, unless he, unless something crazy goes like the, like the talk we're saying, like Mahomes all of a sudden takes a flip and just all of a sudden isn't good anymore. It's it's going to get interesting. So. Yeah, to the point if you know, I, I guess everybody's expecting the Buff, Buffalo Bills to be there next year, right? And he's kind of like the Bengals fans if they can get to that promised land. Uh, again, if there was some more time in that game, or if they change, they won the fl coin flip or whatever it is, you know, it'll be it'll be epic. So, um, yeah, I think you're, you guys are right about Josh Allen and uh, and Drew. I mentioned as well um, and Burrow. So. It's always exciting to see this. And again, you know, it, because of the way the games are and the season is getting at that pyramid to the, the top of the Super Bowl. And, yep. um, you know, maybe it's time to pick up some Josh Allen's uh, while everybody's looking at Burrow and, and Mahomes. So it's a good point. That's actually, that's a really good point. Because that's what I usually do with NASCAR, right? I'm always looking at or getting a list of what I want in the offseason because out of sight, out of mind. And then come Daytona, it's full on for everybody. So I uh, saw one. I don't know if you guys have any experience with this, but eBay made an announcement on the authentication service. You guys have any thoughts on that? I saw it was like, I think right now it's at 750, anything over 750 now. And then I think it's going to be down to 250. And I also saw that it was, maybe it was an option, but it wasn't going to be required. Mm. Mm. I just wonder, I wonder like, do you know obviously we've seen some issues with cards not being authentic but like you know do we do we need another like authentication service like when you're trying to sell a card like i just think that i think that there are going to be issues with some cards where they're not authentic but like how much extra time is this going to add to trying to buy and sell on ebay and like, does it make it where people just stop trying to sell on eBay? In my opinion, like, 
like we've already seen a lot of like higher end cards move over to like a golden or PWCC or some of the other auction houses. Mm -hmm. So like, is this eBay's way of, is this eBay's way of maybe trying to get less people on the platform? I, I don't exactly know. Like, you know, I don't know if it's necessary, I guess, I think that they had a cool like box that it comes in, like if you get it authenticated and that might be kind of something interesting. I think also right. wasn't um, this, wasn't the authentication through, I think I saw this, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, C CGC and then CGC, which is also CSG, I think the, the, the grading service that um, works with the uh, fanatics. So mm -hmm. like, is this a, right. is this a move that fanatics is telling eBay to do, or is this something that eBay is doing? Like, uh, I think that's kind of one of the questions that I have. And it's like, wh where is the, the, the platform itself? Like, what are the goals of the platform? Right. No. Yeah, I agree. I, uh... I, mean, I think there's so much money in the system, right? Everybody is trying to, you know, grab that piece or service uh, you know, grading has gone up. Everything's gone up. We kind of thought about it before mm -hmm. the show. Right now, with Place, inflation, uh, the cards going up, the fees, uh, tax change, uh, you know, gas, everything else, discretionary income. Uh, it's just every which way in cards. And I can, you know, definitely everybody's trying to stake out their piece. And I can understand eBay wanting to do that, make that more of a uh safer place to buy high dollar cards because you know cards have gotten in, in, increased in value and i think um uh, drew had a thing here where you know that this is his problem with authentication stuff they won't remove fake cards from their site and i can definitely say that because i've reported a few 1992 tracks cards that are dual auto with richard petty and dale earnhardt jr dale earnhardt senior so you got two epic seven-time champions on that card, but this is from 92, and that's before, I guess, the card companies were, um, and maybe they got out through bankruptcy or whatever. But, uh, you, you know, basically it takes you a minute to realize that they're fake. And, you know, eBay won't do anything about them. So, uh, With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So maybe that authentication, that's one, one thing I thought, well, that helps, but they're in that $200, $400 range, and, you know, it's right. under... It's, under that 750 range so i i just wonder too like was this sup i feel like there are so many things that people want ebay to try to do to make 
things more legitimate on the platform. Like, was this, I know, but I had not seen anybody really talking about this, like authentic, them authenticating cards at a certain value. Like, you know, there's gotta be like chill betting, for example, on eBay is like one of, in my opinion, probably the biggest issue that platform has in making things more legitimate, but like they haven't sure they, they, they took PWCC off of the platform, but at the same time, like, but then there's other large, like Probstein, there's been ton, there's been tons of cards that I think get pointed out almost on a daily basis where they're se- Probstein is selling the same card four times in a row. So it's like, what's going on there? Like, and it's not even just them specifically, but like, you know, it's gotten to a point where if I want to talk about a sale, I have to go in and look at all the bids, which this is what I maybe should have been doing from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But like there has to be a way that they can flag certain accounts for certain types of activity, like bidding on the same card five times. Yeah, in a row. Show like, bidding. like, Why are you allowed to bid on the same card five times in a row? Like, and keep making the value go up. Like, or right. why are you, why are you allowed to, which I don't know if it's, it's maybe, maybe you aren't allowed to do this and I'm sure you're not, but like, why are you allowed to bid on a card and then not pay for it? But then also then do that a bunch of times. Like, and I'm sure there's probably, uh, accounts that are just made to do this and then they get kicked off or whatever. But yeah. like, how is there not some sort of IP thing that they can say, this person has a hundred eBay accounts and they're doing the same thing. Like, why can't we, I don't know. And it's a, it's a, it's a thing that I've thought a lot about. So it's like, it's just frustrating that like something like all that type of stuff can still go on, but then, right. you know, they're, but then they're authenticating cards above a certain thing, which nobody asked for, I guess is kind of the, the main thing that I thought about when I saw the news at first. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're point. right on, right. Yeah. They're fixing a problem. That's it, it's a problem, but it's not the biggest problem, right? It's right. down right. on the list. Uh, I'm totally with you. We were, had a 1983 Uno Dale Hurt Sr. card close, and it was kind of set a record. It was I think it was a SGC uh, 88, um, but I it was from I think it was from Probstein. But I had to you know kind of like whoa, let me go take a look at the bidders, and then realize that no, uh, there were high feedbacks from the top three. It wasn't just like one person running up another person, or whatever. So it looked right. uh, very legit. But you know, to your point. Uh, there's extra work just to kind of make sure that you got to take some of those prices with the grain of salt to make sure that it used to be, you know, back in the old days, you should be able to see that address or that username and stuff. And then they kind of hit, hit it. And then I don't even know why you should have private feedback that you can't even see. So, you know, that whole transparency is like, well, no, let's, uh, let's close the curtain a little bit more. So you can't see. And I think everybody in hobby loves transparency I know maybe it's intellectual property or something like that. I was thinking maybe PSA or something like that to be a little more forthcoming with how they do stuff. But you know, maybe there is, you know, try to stem competition. But I think in the hobby, you definitely want transparency. You feel, you know, better about because you're spending a lot of money on, on these things, right? It's not mm-hmm. the dollar or five dollar cards. I mean, you know, uh, $500, I think to me anyway, is a lot of money for a card, uh, let alone thousands. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I just i I wish that there was a way to I, I wish there was a way to see more account history. I guess on eBay because, like, like I said, if you see an account that has bid five times on a card and nobody else is bidding on it, and then you go to their account and then they're doing that on a bunch of other cards, like, how is that not some sort of red flag on the platform right. to be like, we shouldn't, you can't, or like, I think that there should be. 
the kind of some of the things, solutions maybe that I've thought about is like, you should have to either, either some sort of application or you should have to like qualify to bid on cards at a certain level. Like you shouldn't be, if you're a new account with zero feedback, you shouldn't be allowed to, and I guess allowed to, I'll put in quotations here. You shouldn't yeah. be allowed to bid on a card that's over a thousand dollars. Like, and I guess it, it comes down to, you know, maybe it's somebody is new, but I feel like somebody that's coming in to eBay with zero feedback isn't, it just feels like the profile of someone with zero right. feedback isn't someone that's buying a card over a thousand dollars. And if they have the money to buy a card that's over a thousand dollars, you know, and they're new into the hobby, are they looking at eBay or are they looking at PWCC or are they looking at golden? Like it just, it, things don't add up on the platform and it feels like they're trying to fix an issue that isn't something that people really ask for. Put a very, like a verification process in place. Right. And you know, if you, after you hit this many steps or you get some kind of feedback on, you know, like you said, having a, having a dollar amount set or something to where they can't, buy or bid or max out at a certain spot and then once they hit a certain window you know but then again is that going to scare people away that would be actual legit buyers right that just maybe they just decided hey ebay's been around forever but you know what i've never searched ebay and i'm looking for a specific card right i'm looking for that specific joe burrow and i've been hunting and chasing a certain graded one etc and then they find it on there and they they've never used the platform you know and then they miss out on that card and then they start complaining and whining. But how do you, how do you fix that? How do you control that? I mean, how do we, how do we get there? Right. You know what I mean, or how does eBay get there to, to get it fixed? And I guess the thing is, you know, what kind of percentage is that happening? Right. Is it like a 1% or are there lots of people coming in? It was like a thousand dollar card is their first card they're going to buy or whatever. But also maybe think of like, you know, selling a thousand dollar card and with zero feedback, that's their first one they're selling. So there's right. always, and that's why they have the feedback rating there. But yeah, yeah but that, I think these are some of these things that like people for. can go. I mean, somebody could go, they would have to, it'd have to be set on certain standards of like buying and selling at certain levels. I mean, because they could just go on there and be buying like stickers or something for like a dollar, 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 like do a bunch of transactions, you know, get that feedback quick or whatever you know, sell something just super small. That's going to sell off just if they wanted to really do that. You know what I mean? So like there's, I don't know how you would, I don't know how you'd fix it. I mean, I don't know how they would, but yeah. So, and I mean, I think the other thing really quickly, the other thing that I wish eBay would fix today, if they, if I, and I, I don't see how there isn't an option for this is whether a card is getting paid for or not. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me they have the data that says whether the card was paid for, especially now that all right. of their payment processing is going through eBay, not through PayPal anymore. So right. it's like, you know, obviously for eBay, they want to, I think eBay is public, a publicly traded company. It or, is. Yeah. So like they obviously want to say X amount of things sold for a hundred dollars or X amount of things sold for a thousand dollars. And, you know, sold for them is just the auction ended and this is what the price was. It doesn't necessarily mean that someone paid for the thousand dollar item. So it's right. like, it feels like it's almost like a house, house of cards where it's like, if they start pointing out or if they start making it uh, a thing where, you know, this was paid for, this wasn't paid for, everything may start come tumbling down because maybe half of the things aren't getting paid for. And we just don't even know because they don't, they don't um they don't say whether it was or not it just seems oh, like correct. that's one thing to me that i wish that they would fix that because it would 
it would help yeah. with the, le the legitimacy of the industry yeah. that eBay continues to say that they want to help with by coming out with something like an authentication. But it's like, it, it seems like they're trying to fix something in an area that doesn't need fixing, which is kind of what I said before. So, right. but I mean, that's kind of how I think about it. Yeah. Well, I, I go one more um, best offer. Why can't you see the best offer? Right. I mean, these are the things I want fixed. I want to know what things are selling for. If you want to be the place to buy and sell, uh, if I have something like that and I saw that there's a best offer, well, maybe I want to know what the best offer price was so I can, you know, maybe sell my item. Right. Uh, if it was a thousand dollars and it was sold for seven fifty, and I well, I don't. I have one. It's like, well, you know, maybe I take seven fifty four, but I can't tell. I just know it was a thousand, and it went below that. So yeah, then you're just guessing, you know, yeah. The seller so or trying to market instead of, yeah. instead of eBay using their, I mean, they have all this data, uh, you know, and that's one of the things I could see like with Beckett and them. <laughs> They're kind of like asleep, or they're looking at other segments, whatever. But it's all about the data. We have all these other things, you know, car ladder and everything else. They're all pulling the data, but they should, you know, they have it. They should make that the source, the true source of of value. What things are selling for, and and things are people buying to make it a real marketplace instead of these hidden things that we don't know if it was sold or not, if it was paid for. And then we don't know what these best offers are. So, so and maybe, in, even years ago, like their platform could literally, their system could scan like ads. And if somebody put like a phone number in there or something, they would, they would pull the ad or tell them that you can't have a phone number in there to, to call. That was a thing. You know, I don't even know if it is anymore. I don't do a lot with eBay anymore. I haven't for a while personally, but I know that, um, I've had people that have tried to do like trying to almost like utilize it as like, a, you know, for the marketing side of things, trying to get people on like not for cards, for like other business aspect things, mm -hmm. like using it as like for for bigger type things. Let's just say power industry selling transmissions, for example. And you really want one, you want to talk to the customer, make sure they're getting the right thing. But they could scan that. And if someone had a number or something in there, unless it was as an image, it would pull it down. It would tell them that, hey, you can't have that. They had that years ago. How can they, how do they not have something like you said that can identify and figure out all the all these other things that are going on? It just it seems seems crazy. They <clears> as <throat> a scam. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, we had all that um, category changes, right? And I thought that was partly to help you know generate these um, pricing and stuff like that. That eventually they could you know create a price guide or whatever it is, or or some kind of another service to get card prices, whatever. Cause I, I don't know if it was in the email from the authentication that they said, you know, how many billions of dollars, or whatever that the, the card category generates. So it's, it's real money. <laughs> it's not like it was uh, years ago with the, you know, $18 for a wax box of uh, tops, you know, 50 cents back. So right. it's now a multi-billion dollar industry here. So anybody want to call in? <laughs> Questions? Get on the show with us. I thought uh, who was that? Who was at a show this morning? Was maybe someone going to check in or something? I thought I saw that. Oh yeah, I think it was uh, one million Cubs was at a show. Yeah. Bo. Uh, I'll see. Appreciate your balls. <laughs> so I actually I have a question that I saw on uh, TikTok. Actually, that was kind of interesting. Somebody posted a video about. 
um, the mosaic basketball blasters and uh, the 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 not the hanger packs. I forget the cello packs. They, they've been available on the website and in the past all usually those are selling out within like a couple minutes and yeah. you know their question was like why like where is the shift like what happened and i mean i'm interested to see what you guys have to say like i think you know because the question i think they were asking was like is is this people who were trying to buy and sell these packs just not doing it because they don't want to because they don't want to buy the inventory online versus going into the store or in my opinion, it might even be just that they're so they're actually producing so much of it that like it's selling out is nearly impossible. So I'm interested to see what you guys have to say. Like, you know, I don't know if you have bought any stuff from Target, but like yeah. their selection is actually pretty decent on most yeah, days. Like actually, if, you, if, if you check in the morning, most of the time they have some good stuff. Um, so I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about yeah. like why like because Mosaic is a popular product but like why is the why isn't it selling out on target i guess the question so i I did and it's funny you say that because i actually just received uh i bought a bunch of cello or the whatever they let you allow i think it's three or five or whatever it was i just got them like a week ago um which again i haven't been able to find any product like that for a while Mm. and i did now run into uh my local target and i honestly since a year and a half or so back when that all started happening and everybody was meeting their vendors I wouldn't take special trips to go to a Walmart or a Target. When I went there and I needed to pick up stuff, I would go by the aisle. And at at one point, it got to where there was never, ever, 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 ever anything. Yeah, so I just I stopped even going and looking for a while, and just was like, forget it, because there's not going to be anything there. But now you are. Now you're seeing the tops update baseball stuff, and whether you want to say there's not great product in there or not, I mean. You, I continue to see some people pull some pretty nasty autos and pretty low numbered cards out of retail product. Um, it sits on the shelf, but I think one is price, right? Because they, they they got smart and up the price, which we had talked about a while back on this show. We were talking about how that was coming. The days were numbered of the twenty dollar blasters. They were going to be probably thirty bucks or whatever. And the other point, like that, you make is. Are we in a mass production right now? Are they just overproducing these cards? And that's why there's so much available. And I think it's, I think it may be, in my opinion, a little bit a mix of both, right? That's right. Price that's what I think production. too as well. Yeah. Well, well I was going to go one more. Uh, so we have maybe increase in product, the price. I think I went last night to Target. We went something before the snowmageddon down here. Uh, I think that it was MVP hockey, maybe. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it was 19.99 if it was 24.95. I think there was some kind of wrestling product mm-hmm. and uh, some MVP fat packs. Um, but you know, the stock stock market is down, inflation is up, the new tax law change. Uh, I think it's a perfect storm. You know, people are kids' attention spans are short they've either gone to another market or something else possibly and you know people need gas and food and i mean we can't even talk about how much food's gone up Uh, i don't know how much you guys do any of the grocery shopping or not but uh and i think when people when like when the stock market is up and people feel like they're rich or not rich but they have money they have a discretionary money you know gas gas and transportation's up to to increase all these prices so I don't think people are, you know, feeling like 
they have all this extra money to to spend on cards. So, and again, right. it's like a scratch off now. Um, Jeff, like you're saying, there's some crazy stuff coming out, and then there's other stuff that you know. Yeah, it's just. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's well, basically a scratch off. Aaron actually has a good comment down there too. He says unemployment benefits ended too. So people that were on the unemployment, you had remember they had that in in added incentive for people that were on an unemployment, like the extra additional where people were actually making more than some people were making if they were at their job. Mm-hmm. So they're at home doing nothing. They can go around chasing all these targets and stuff and utilizing money and trying to utilize that as their business or or their income, if you will. I guess more or less their income. But uh, that's a that's a good point. That's actually a very good point. And the child tax credit also stopped people getting that. So, yeah, I mean, I think with mo- I, I, this is exactly what I was going to say. I just think that if Panini were to Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, I think that there should just be a product for Panini for basketball that's like Top's update or like Top's flagship, and I don't know. It, I don't know if it's you know hoops or Don Russ or what they what product they end up choosing, but I just think that there there should be a product that they're purposefully overprinting to the point where you can buy it no matter what. And I, I I think because you know, and they sort of did it with Select Football. Like for a while, Select Football, you yes. could you could either go into Target or you could um, find it online almost any single time you went, and I don't think that was a, I don't like that idea for select specifically, no. but like if they had mosaic was a fairly, it, cause it used to be an insert in prism and then they made it its own product. Like I think last year was the first year for football. And then two years ago was the first year for basketball. Uh, but then what they did with like the Zion and um, the Zion and jaw year is they, they had a print run of it. Like they do normally, but then they have like, apparently from what I heard from people that were keep pulling in at retail, they had a print run and then they didn't have it for a couple of weeks. And then they just had a whole nother print run. So like there wasn't, we didn't know how much of it they were actually going to make. Right. And like, so for the first half, it was like, okay, it's going to be roughly the same as, you know, prism or, uh, or, uh, optic or Donruss or whatever. But then they almost doubled the print run by coming out with another set of it. And so I think, it's a good idea to make a product like that. I just don't know what product they should be doing it with. Like, right. Because, you know, you got to figure that mosaic is probably more expensive for Panini to make than Donruss because it's, because it's a chromium product. Right. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, well, maybe people want the chromium product more than they want the paper product. So it's like, maybe then you should make more of it. It's, it's really such a nuanced and there's so many different details of it that like, you know, there's not one fix, I think. So it's yeah. just, it, it is just interesting to see how much of this mosaic there will be and how much you can, like, you, I'm assuming if you're watching the show, you probably could go to Target right now online, the website, and they it might even still be in stock. I think, yeah. it was in, it was in stock all day yesterday, and that usually yeah. doesn't happen. Right. So what, what do you guys think the lead time is for these products? Six months, maybe? So you know they they're putting those orders in. What I guess what I'm saying is these were printed, or 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 these the 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 cards were produced or 
designed and then the order put in and you know for the printer to print so many or whatever and so it wasn't you know last week they decided to to run those printing so i guess what i'm looking at is you know the the market's kind of changed here in the last three or four months whatever i i think anyway so um you know are we looking at that well they expected the market to be one place and then the market's really another place and then so we have it looks like overprinting just because of you know the market contraction or whatever so hmm. that, that could be but like even adam said like the whole going to the going going with select right select used to be a non-retail product and then now they started doing all these additional die cuts insert specials so now like with these even these players right joe burrows and and whatnot you got all these additional added select rookie variations you know you went from just whatever the few that they had within the numbered and whatnot now you got all these other die cuts different styles from the special blasters megas i mean i don't know man but i agree i think there should be some kind of product that uh is maybe overproduced but then on the other end Leaving alone, when you get a product like Select that's just supposed to be a select product, let it be. Don't try to like overproduce it and make it retail and everything else. Like make it hobby exclusive. Yeah, the whole lore of Select was that you could only find it in uh, like hobby or or, like you couldn't find it in retail. No, not retail. It wasn't a retail product. Right, exactly. That was the whole that was the whole reason that everyone seemed to like it so much. And then they just they completely changed the thing that people thought that people wanted. And I mean, it's I I'm wondering, like, if I'm if I'm Panini, like, where do I like the IP and the brands? Like, how, how how do I make a brand and how do I make it more popular? Like, is it um printing more of it is it you know expanding on it like i don't necessarily like clearly donruss but like is it is it making a secondary product that has the same name like i thought what they should have done realistically is is make a make a prism product but make it a paper prism product so like do it like how optic and donruss is the same thing it's just one's prism or one's chrome and then one's not chrome i thought that they should have done that with prism make a but instead, I think they sort of went the other way where they turned hoops into hoops premium. They turned hoops right. into prism whatever. Right. But I think they should have done it the other way. They take their biggest product and make a more available option at like a different – make it a different product but with the same name, yeah. just a paper right. product of it. So I don't yeah. know. I mean it's – that's kind of how I thought of it. But like uh-huh. at the same time, like you know, they're, a lot of the products are selling out and I'm sure they're doing – sure they're doing fine financially but it's just something where i I don't know there's been a shift but like is the shift um has that affected products as much as maybe we think it has and i think i think yes but you know i think we'll never exactly know no right exactly i was thinking of like uh tops total used to be like a low-end type Mm -hmm. uh no autos i think and it was just you know base cars more of an introductory type product uh, but I do like we have Dunruss in racing, right? So we have the Dunruss. It's um, it's like a 200 card set, and then we have the Optic, which is kind of give you a little chase with the Chromium until uh, Prism comes out. So Logan says uh, he thinks it's like eight to ten months, I guess, for the lead time or whatever for that. And he mentions oh, Uncle Rich, but Uncle Rich, I don't think has chimed in. He would, if anybody would know, he would know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if he was here, he probably would have been in with us as of now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. 
So the thing with fanatics, I you know, <clears throat> I've I've thought about this, and some other people have mentioned this too. Is like, you know, we're talking about the stock mar stock market being high. Did is did fanatics buy or get into Major League Baseball and all those licensing stuff at a high time? Did they they overpaid, but did they really overpay compared to now? You know, will will what will the market be like uh, when they they get in? So uh, Uncle Rich said uh, eleven to fourteen months for a product from wow. beginning to market. That's so. That's a long time. That's longer than I thought. So if they're putting in orders um, to print and everything else, and then uh, you know, there's definitely a, a lag for for product. But yeah, I think with fanatics too, like at least from listening to interviews with Michael Rubin and Josh Luber, I think they're looking at this much more long-term. So like, sure. They, maybe they paid, maybe they paid $500 million for tops. I think that's what the, what the number was. They might've looked at it and said, we're, we're maybe paying 500 million right now, but over the course of the 10 years, that's 50 million a year is what they're kind of looking at it as like, Maybe right. they're not looking at it as it, they're looking at it. Obviously, maybe we overpay now for the benefits 10 years from now, uh, because like if you were to look at like if you were to look at tops 10 years ago from now, so that would have been 20, 2012 or whatever. I don't think people in 2012 were looking at cards the same way they are today. I think there was groups of people like people that were in cards obviously were, but like, I think the right. masses weren't looking at it that look, weren't looking at it that way. And I mean, even 20 years ago, like LeBron's rookie year, like people in 2003, people weren't looking at like the, they, they didn't think that the LeBron James tops Chrome would eventually a PSA 10 or whatever would get to 40,000, which is down from that. But like, they right. didn't think that that card would, it's the same with like Pokemon. Like that's why like, the, that's why high graded Pokemon cards are a harder ish to find because like nobody opening that product as a kid or as an adult thought those Protected cards were going it. to be worth yeah. anything in the future. Like even the first edition stuff, like nobody right. like is, and it's one of the things that's like the, the game MetaZoo right now, people are probably looking at MetaZoo more as collecting than they did Pokemon did when Pokemon first came out. And then it's, right. it's, it's hard to compare those two because they're not necessarily the same, but like, I right. think the, the MetaZoo is the, is the Pokemon of this era right now in terms of like the new game that just came out uh, cards, first edition cards just coming out. But I think people that are opening those products are much more careful with the cards. They're not like putting them in binders or they're not putting them on their like bike or something like that. Yep. Like, you know, so yeah. I think that's sort of how I think fanatics looks at it. They look at it much more long term than maybe we even are thinking about. Like even even the news, everyone had their hot takes on what was going to happen when fanatics took over MLB and took over uh, basketball and football. But it's like we're still six years away at that time, which now with tops is a little bit different. But like at that right. time, we were still four to five years away from fanatics even making any cards. So it's, it's much right. more of a long-term thing, I think for fanatics than uh, the investment that they made on those sports and the in tops today, I think. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah. And everybody, like you said, like the meta zoo and stuff, people are protecting it now or looking to protect it. They're actually mm -hmm. looking at it more on an, an investment. If you want to use that word, even on that right now for long-term, you know, I know not this just, is kind hey, of go ahead. I was gonna say I know this is kind of different, but 
It is, but it's not. But Panini stickers, right? So this is something that's consumed. They are taken and collected and stuck in the into the sticker books. So finding old stickers unstuck to binders, you know, it, it's your point. It's, this is a consumable market, and then right. there's only these real um, – because the Pokemon, they were open and played with and whatever else. So high grade, like you said, uh, it was only the the cases that got put away uh, only after that, um, you know, ramp up in price and whatever. And, and people get high grade stuff out of the unopened packs. But um, as we talked about the Panini stickers on the show, how uh, a few, I think it was a 1980 or something sticker went for um about four thousand dollars, I think it was. Wow. So uh, I think it was a PSA ten. So uh, of one of the drivers. Yeah. So Pokemon played back for the first series. If it was knowing now, if they if they were being played with, would have been protected. They would have been in top of you know penny sleeve top right. or whatever, and you would have been playing the game that way. So. Yeah, and I mean, I think also you kind of look at some stuff and say like, the one of the conversations that I've had on TikTok is like should certain things in the hobby even have secondary value? Like should stickers, should they have value? Because right. it's like, it's supposed to be something where you're putting it on something. So it's like, yes, when people take the sticker off and they put it in the books, that brings down the, the population of the, of the, uh, of the cards. It's sa- it's right. the same kind of like with the tops rips, rips cards, not the same, but sort yeah, of or same. even tops finest, the old finest or whatever that had the protective. Seal right. Exactly. So it's like, I think people, I think there are times where things, maybe people want them to have value where maybe they shouldn't necessarily. And I think, you know, value is, is, is a term that people use all the time for anything they want. I just think it's, um, yeah. I think, you know, there's some, or even like a Don Russ, like should Don Russ, have value, I guess, in a way, should it be just something where you can rip it and have fun? And it's, you know, it's to everybody has a different thing that yes. they want for value, I guess. So it's yeah. just something that I've thought about as well. Yep. Well, Terry, uh, Paul mentions like the, um, they have some toy shows around here where you look at the old star Wars to- toys or toys yeah. from, yeah, exactly. Right. No. Stuff from everybody's mm. trying to relive their youth, uh, kind of a thing. Um, so what the toy shows, I, I see all the different different ones. So maybe as a kid, you couldn't afford or you didn't get. And so now you can, uh, you know, um, like for one of the things that I saw was a like six million dollar man. So if you're a kid of the late 70s or whatever, there's that. So and then Aaron, uh, yeah, hit the like button and be sure to subscribe for uh, Hobby Hotline. So, well, guys, we're over. I don't know if, uh, if anything else you guys want to talk about. We can wrap it up. Um, good. Uh, Jeff, Adam, I don't know which one you guys go first, or, or Adam or Jeff. Uh, go ahead, Adam. People can find you, or <laughs> yeah, sure. So it's it's heroes for sale basically on every platform like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Reddit, I guess too. So anywhere on social media, you can find me. It's heroes for sale. Yeah, deafness forty five link tree. Just deafness forty five at I am deafness forty five on Twitter, YouTube deafness forty five, etc. Yep. And you can find me at NASCAR Radio on Twitter, YouTube, all that good, uh, Instagram, all that stuff. But guys, really enjoyed it. Um, everybody in the chat, thanks. Uh, it was, I think it was a great show. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, enjoy the games tomorrow. And uh, there will be another group in on Tuesday, uh, Hobby Hotline. So make sure you check it out. And we're out of here. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode 
of Hobby Hotline, the live interactive show, which takes place Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and now on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. As I said, they are live and interactive uh, on YouTube and Facebook, and uh, you can follow us uh, on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Just uh, search Hobby Hotline. We'll come up, give us a follow, like, and subscribe, and you'll be notified when we go live. You can call into the live show, come on the screen, uh, talk with us, uh, give your opinion, or ask a question, and we really do appreciate that interactiveness. Uh, I want to thank all involved with this show, all social media content creators, whether they were on this episode or not, I want to acknowledge uh, all those folks. So in no particular order, we have Suze from Cardboard Chat, Car Chat, Deafness 45, Jeff Dinson, John Newman from Sports Card Nation, Hobby Quick Hits, Drew Herndon from Let Me Get That Potograph, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, from NASCAR Radio, we have Val Mars, Logan Ward, and Jason Martin. Women of the Hobbies, Sam Schuford. Stale Gums, Chris Harris. Texas Card Dude, Brad Bethune. One Million Cubs, Bo Thompson. Uncle Rich Klein. Adam Palmer from Heroes for Sale. From YouTube, Baseball Collector, Mike Moynihan. Ryan Nolan from Breakout Cards. Upper Decks, Chris Carlin. Hobby Life's Brody the Kid. And you, whether you watched us live, called in the show, or downloaded the audio. Without you, this show doesn't exist. We appreciate you. Thank you, and we'll see you soon.